Hey girl, happy Tuesday. Thank you so much for coming back to today's podcast. My name is Isabel Clausen, the host of the Girl God's Got You podcast. And today we're talking all about affirmations for spring. Different things to remind yourself, different things to write down in your journal, to remind yourself the past several upcoming months of spring as we go into this new season. I know that positive affirmations very much positively affect me. So that's why I want to share some with you all so that you can hopefully be encouraged and positively affected by the affirmations I personally want to bring in for spring and the ones that I want to share with you. So before we dive into that, I'm not going to have a quote of the week because I feel like all these affirmations are quotes (laughs) in and of themselves, but I do want to transition to the journal prompt of the week. Now, last episode that I did, we didn't have a journal prompt for me to review today because it was with a guest interviewer. So this week's pod, or excuse me, this week's journal prompt, which I will be sharing my answer to in the next podcast, is: What is an affirmation you want to remind yourself every day this spring? It could be one that's in the podcast today. It could be one of your personal ones. It could be a quote, a Bible verse. It could be just a couple words. But what is an affirmation you want to remind yourself every day this spring? Or maybe you want to remind yourself of a different affirmation every week. I'd love to hear it. Please share them either at the girlgodsgotyou at gmail.com or at our Instagram, DM me, whatever it is. I'd love to hear it. But the favorite for this week, this is a hard one because I have quite a few. One of them is a very just tangible item that I've been loving and one of them is a worship song so I'll first dive into the favorite item so I've been loving purple shampoo recently I have blonde hair and I like it on the ashier side so purple shampoo is a great way to tone your hair and what I do is I use just this um, L'Oreal purple shampoo you can get at a drugstore I put the shampoo in for two or three minutes. I let it sit there and work its magic. Then I rinse it out and I use my L'Oreal purple conditioner. Let it sit there for two or three minutes, rinse it out. And then my hair is this really nice, ashy, cool toned blonde. So if that's something you're interested in, there's a great drugstore alternative. I know you could get the more expensive ones, which I'm sure are also great. But this one is one that it's really affordable and I like them. So that's my favorite kind of tangible, cute item. So... Let's dive into more of the worship songs. There is this amazing uh, playlist on Spotify, and it's a Hillsong playlist. Let me find it for you one moment. Okay, I just grabbed my phone. I had to find it, but it's called Hillsong Worship Essentials, and there are just so many amazing songs on here. I would say my most favorite one recently This is a hard one because I have about three, but I love the song Fresh Wind. It's by Hillsong. Oh my gosh, you guys have to listen to it. I will link it in the show notes below. I'm just looking it up, uh, a couple of my favorite lyrics on here because it's just so good. But I would say my favorite lyric is, We need a fresh wind, the fragrance of heaven, pour your spirit out, pour your spirit out. And that's kind of one of the main premises of this podcast episode is just some affirmations for spring for a refresh and a restart. I find that after the holiday season, we get back into the swing of things, back in routine. And spring is always extremely busy. Whether you are in high school, it's usually pretty dang busy. Or maybe if you're in college, I know second semester, spring semester for me was always very busy and way more stressful. I know right now as a working person, springtime is also really busy because it's also tax season so that's fun but outside of the business profession I just feel like after you get over the holidays life really picks up so you get a lot of things done before summertime so I find that it can be really easy to get 
stuck in the routine or so busy and burnt out. So that's why when this song says, we need a fresh wind, a fragrance of heaven, pour your spirit out, pour your spirit out. It is so relatable and actually means so much to me personally. And I hope after you listen to this song, it means a lot to you because we need God's Holy Spirit every single day. We need him to fill our lives. We need him for encouragement. We need him for strength. We need him for motivation, whether we're burnt out, we're stuck in routine, or maybe we're feeling great, but we still want his Holy Spirit throughout the day. I love how this song is asking God, please pour your spirit out to me, fill me up, help me. This song is wonderful. It's great to listen to in the car. It's great to meditate on in the morning. It's great when you get ready for the day. Whenever you listen to it, it is so uplifting. So since this entire podcast episode is about uplifting affirmations and words, I chose this song as the favorite. But if you guys also want to hear my other favorite songs from this playlist, I really like the song All to Him. And then I also like the song Come Alive, both by Hillsong Worship. Go check them out. But now I want to share a little bit of my God's Got You moments over the last two weeks. However, before I dive into that, I just want to say my new upload schedule is every other Tuesday. I was trying to do every Tuesday. And as we're talking about, the springtime is very busy. And summertime is also going to be really packed. And I'd rather get high quality episodes up for you instead of ones that are rushed and not really pieced together just for the sake of giving getting it up every week. So I'm going to be posting every other Tuesday. And my God's Got You moments are kind of spanning over the last three weeks since I haven't really talked to you all in a long time. So the God's Got You moments for the past couple weeks are first, I went wedding dress shopping. Oh my gosh. I have literally been waiting for this day since I was five years old, playing dress up, knowing one day I would get a wedding dress. And it's so beautiful. I can't share too many details because obviously Aaron has not seen the dress. And if he listens to this, I don't want him to get any extra details or any ideas of what it looks like. But wedding dress shopping was so much fun. I shopped with my loved ones. It was great. It was the best experience. And a lifetime memory. Oh my goodness. So that's, of course, my first God's Got You moment because wedding dress duh but the second god's got you moment was aaron and i got engagement photos last night so all of these are wedding related but of course it's the stage of life and i'm so grateful for because i'm so grateful to get to marry aaron but we got our engagement photos at papago park so beautiful the sunset was gorgeous so if any of you guys are in the engagement period of your life and you're looking for a place to take photos and you live in arizona papago park was so cute and so beautiful loved it so that was a of course a god's got you moment And then I'd say my last God's Got You moment is this is just a weekend of recharge this weekend. It's been go, go, go for a lot of weeks, which is great because I love when life is full of a lot of good things, but I found myself feeling a little burnt out. And so the fact that it's a weekend of recharge is so, so nice. Oh my goodness. Rest is so important. And we're going to be talking more about that later in this episode. But if any of you are feeling burnt out, and you're feeling guilty for taking rest or feeling like you don't need rest, please just take a few hours of rest or take a day to rest or do some some quiet moments for yourself or hang out with God. Whatever helps you rest, do it. Even if you don't want to take rest or even if you feel like you don't need to or even if you feel like you should not take rest, please take rest because burning out is just not healthy. <laughs> yeah, that's what I would just say is this weekend of recharge is amazing. And if you need a, a recharge time or a weekend or a day or a few hours, please take it because you'll feel more energized and more uplifted to do what God created you to do. 
And with that being said, let's dive into the God's got you statement of this episode. God's got you because he wants you to do big things in life and he wants to uplift you so that you can do those big things. Like I said, after the holidays, it can be really easy to get back in the swing of things, be super busy, feel overwhelmed, or even feel lost in the mundane. However, God wants to uplift you so that you can be fulfilled have joy, and spread love in all areas and in all seasons of life. Isaiah 12.2 says, Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and I will not be afraid. For the Lord my God is my strength and my song, and he has become my salvation. So girl, God's got you. He wants to uplift you. He has great plans for your life. And if you are feeling run down, or if you're feeling like you need a new chapter starting in spring, this episode is for you sharing four affirmations to uplift yourself this spring. So I'm going to be sharing the four affirmations. I'll share them right off the bat and then we'll dive into each of them. So affirmation number one, healthy is not perfect and perfect is not healthy. Affirmation number two, Live each day like it's your last. Affirmation number three, have a continual dialogue with God in the day. And affirmation number four, inspiration is more sustainable than guilt. So before I dive into these, I want to share a little disclaimer. I know most standard affirmations are different things to tell yourself to encourage yourself. And as I'm reading these, I realize these are not necessarily personal affirmations but they're different things to remind yourself of so these are more reminder affirmations of different ideas to encourage you rather than just things like i am patient i am loving i am strong i think those are great positive personal affirmations but this episode is more talking about affirmations in general that are more statements to uplift you so in case you guys are thinking isabel these are not affirmations these these are just statements Yes, I know, but affirmations, I feel, kind of make sense here. So hopefully it makes sense to you. But without rambling too much further about those little idiosyncrasies, let's talk about the first one. Healthy is not perfect, and perfect is not healthy. For me personally, when I think about this, I apply it to many different areas of my life, such as work, working out, when I did school in the past, and family time. Let me dive into these. So when it comes to work, If you want to be perfect, which is impossible, but if you want to be perfect, you have to do everything perfectly. You have to not be distracted. You have to make sure you have amazing time management. You have to be very good with your money if you're a business owner. You have to make sure that every single detail is accounted for. You have to keep your cool. You have to keep your patience. You have to be logical 100% of the time. There is no room to mess up when you're perfect. But as we all know, that is definitely not realistic and it's impossible to be perfect and rather if you want a healthy work-life balance that is not going to equal perfection why because if you're perfect you're going to be working so hard you're not going to make time for yourself or others you are going to feel extremely burnt out and you're probably going to be kind of boring if you're always putting work first 
What I mean by this example is that if you're giving 100% of yourself to work to be perfect, no other area in your life is going to be healthy or well-balanced. Same with school. If you are constantly giving 100% of yourself to school, trying to reach 100% perfection, you're not going to take care of yourself, you're not going to take care of your sleep, you're not going to take time to give to family or friends, when you're giving 100% of yourself to one thing, such as school, everything else is going to slip away, and that's not healthy. Same with working out and eating healthy. If you want to be extremely, extremely perfect in everything you do with working out, if you want to make sure you only eat healthy foods, you never go out with friends and have fun foods and drinks, you never bake something fun, you never miss a workout, life is going to not be healthy because you're not going to make time for other things that fill you up. Same with family time. If you're trying to be perfect with your friends and with your family, showing up for them 100% of your time, other things are going to fall away, such as school or work or taking care of your personal self. So when you're trying to be perfect in one area of your life or in many areas of your life, it's not going to be healthy. It's not going to be sustainable. I think that we have this idea in our head that if we want to be healthy with our friendships, with our family, healthy with work and school, healthy with fitness and nutrition, it has to mean that it's perfect. But actually, that contradicts itself because if you're trying to be perfect, nothing is healthy because nothing has balance. This is something that I've been trying to overcome my entire life and it's definitely an affirmation and a reminder that I want to take in for the springtime. But I think instead of us looking at health and perfection as something that we absolutely need to do, it's more healthy to say, okay, in some areas of my life, I'm going to have to choose one thing over the other. I'm going to have to make different sacrifices. That happens. That's okay. That's part of life. But owning your decision owning your choice and doing the best you can in each situation, I think that that's more sustainable and has less guilt and shame than if you're trying to reach perfection in every single area. So health is not perfect and perfection is not healthy. All right, let's dive into the second affirmation, which is live each day like it's your last. And I thought about this reminder and this affirmation when I went wedding dress shopping this weekend because my Nana and Aaron's grandma came along for the amazing shopping day and they were just so happy and so excited to be in this moment and I thought, oh my gosh, I kind of want to live as though I'm in my later stages of life because I want to live each day like it's my last. Not saying that my Nana or Aaron's grandmother are going to pass away anytime soon. I definitely hope not because I'd be extremely sad, but I feel like when you get to a certain age, you start realizing, wow, this could be one of the last times I do something like this. And then you come to think of it, of even if you're young, this could be the last day you have here on earth because Jesus could either come or you could unexpectedly, tragically pass away. I don't want this episode to take a morbid and tragic turn. But what I mean by this is that when I was looking at my Nana and Aaron's grandma, they were just so happy and so present. And it's probably because when you get older, you start realizing, oh, life is isn't going to last forever here on earth at least it'll last forever in heaven with jesus my life on here won't last forever so i better enjoy each moment and i think that's a mindset and a statement that we should start thinking about more as young people of live each day like it's your last you don't know if you're going to get tomorrow you don't know if you're going to get the next 30 minutes so live each day intentionally 
and be more intentional about what you say and do because it could be the last time you say that thing or do that thing or spend time with a certain person or have a certain experience. And so that's definitely something I want to start taking into my mind each and every day. Live each day like it's your last. If this is your last day here on earth, what would you want to say? What would you want to do? How would you want to treat other people? And how would you want your thoughts to be shifted? What would you want to be thinking about? What mood do you want to be in? When you start really thinking about, okay, if this is my last day, what would it look like? You really start being more intentional. So that is something that I just learned last weekend and I definitely want to bring in to my springtime and I hope it's that it's a positive one for you to bring into your spring 2022 season. All right, the third affirmation is have a continual dialogue with God each and every day. I kind of like to think of this as journaling. Sometimes I journal only in the mornings. Sometimes I journal throughout the day. Sometimes I don't journal at all. But when I journal, I kind of feel like I'm having a conversation with myself or with God. But when you think about having a dialogue with God every day, it's kind of like keeping a journal. Talking to God about what you're doing, how you're feeling, what decisions you have to make, what things you're worried about. And the days that I talk to God throughout the entire day are so much better than when I don't really talk to God that much. And you're probably thinking, well, Isabel... Duh, that makes so much sense. But it's really easy to just go along your day and feel so busy and you don't make space in your brain to talk to God. But the days that I personally talk to God, and I know this from a lot of my close loved ones, when when they have time with God in the day, it's just so much better. And time with God doesn't always look like sitting on the couch with a cup of coffee reading your Bible. Time with God could be talking with him as you're walking through the grocery store or it could be listening to a worship song while you're getting ready in the morning. It could just be that continual dialogue of talking to him for a couple minutes every couple hours in the day. And having a continual dialogue with God is a statement and a reminder that I want to bring through in spring 2022 because it's something that can strengthen me and I know it'll strengthen you every day. Talking with God, venting to him, telling him how you feel, asking him for his guidance and his strength, or praying for loved ones is a great way to have your mind focused on something positive. Because with all the noise that's in the world, it's so easy to give our attention to so many different things. They could be positive, but a lot of times they're negative or they're stressful or they cause us to feel anxious and uneasy. Whereas when we talk to God, we can feel his sense of peace, his companionship, his listening. It's much more positive than always listening to the noise that's going on in the world around us. So if you find yourself feeling stressed out, a little on the anxious side, feeling overwhelmed, I encourage you to talk to God for a couple minutes each and every day because I really think it's going to switch your life around for the better. I know it's amazing for my day-to-day life, so that's why I want to share it with you. All right, the fourth and final statement, affirmation, declaration, whatever you want to call it, is this. Inspiration is more sustainable than guilt. This dives into the, into the topic of motivation. So sometimes I'm motivated by guilt to do something. I feel bad. I feel like I should do it. I feel like God wants me to do it. I feel like someone else wants me to do it. And I get so down on myself thinking, okay, I know I should do this, but I don't want to, but I know I need to. And then I get so guilty and that's what motivates me to get the job done. Okay, you could be motivated by guilt all that you want. And honestly, guilt is a great motivator because it makes us do a lot of things, but it makes us do these things from a place of negative energy. However, 
I think being motivated by inspiration, something that has positive life-giving energy, is so much more sustainable. Like I said, guilt is an amazing motivator, but inspiration is also an amazing motivator. Both work, but which one is sustainable? Inspiration. When we're always pouring from an empty cup, when we're always doing things out of sadness or guilt or shame, it's not going to last forever and we're either going to have a meltdown, we're going to feel overwhelmed, we're going to do things that we regret, or we're going to feel burnt out. And so that's why I think it's so important to work from a place of inspiration and positivity as I think that will sustain us in the long run and help us live more satisfactory and fulfilled lives. Now I know we can't always work from a place of inspiration all the time because like I said a few minutes ago, we're not perfect, we're human, we're gonna do things out of guilt or worry. But if we do feel like we're doing this a lot and we need to make a shift, then I think it's time to start focusing more on working from a place of inspiration. Now, how do you do this? Well, this is actually something I'm working on and it's something I want to work on even more in spring 2022 in this next chapter. But I'd say what helps me switch from a mindset of guilt that tells me, okay, Isabel, you're behind in this, you need to do this, someone else wants you to do this. Instead of working from that mindset and working more from a point of, oh, I am so passionate about this project that I'm inspired to work on this at work, or I'm so excited to show love to this person, it's inspiring me to work hard for them. To go from a place of negative to positive, some things that have helped me and some things that I know will help me down the road as I go through this new chapter is first, have an 80-20 mindset, not reaching perfection, but rather having excellence. The 80-20 rule is something that I've heard a lot when it comes to healthy eating. 80% of the time, eat healthy, eat whole foods. 20% of the time, be more chill and relaxed. I think having the 80-20 mindset, not just with food, but with many areas of your life, can really help you start working from a place of inspiration rather than guilt because you're letting go of the things that don't really matter and you're focusing more on the things that do matter. The second thing that I know has helped me before and will help me is take a break from whatever decision you're trying to make or whatever task you're trying to do that you're not having motivation for, take that break, reframe and say, okay, I was working from a place of guilt with this task you need to do. I'm going to switch it to something that inspires me. And then once you make that reframe, reframe, work from that place of inspiration. It's never too late to reframe. I always reframe my thoughts so much. That's something I do on a continual basis and I want to keep doing more and more of. But if you're finding yourself feeling like you're working from a place of guilt, stop, take a break, reframe from a place of inspiration. Say something in your head of, okay, I'm inspired to do this because X, Y, and Z, and then do that action. Or maybe you need to let go of that action altogether. Maybe you just should not do that task right now. Or maybe you're working from a place of guilt and you need to take a longer amount of time to reframe. Sometimes you just have to let it go and move on. So that's something that I want to keep working on more of that taking a break, reframe, or just letting it go altogether. And the third thing that I could think that could help us work from a place of inspiration more and more is to just let go of all these invisible standards and all these pressures we put on ourselves and ask, what does God want me to do? 
What is something that would glorify Him? What's a mindset that would glorify Him? If you find yourself having a lot of negativity in your life or working so much from a place of guilt or worry or feeling like you should meet this standard that you or someone else has set for yourself, stop and say, does God really want me to do this? Is this making me glorify Him or is this just making me more stressed out? So I think asking yourself these questions, reframing, thinking in that 80-20 mindset can really help take all of the pressure off and help you work more from a place of inspiration than guilt. And honestly, I think burnout can really make you feel like this a lot, feeling like you don't have any motivation for something and you're always feeling guilty, thinking that you're behind or not doing enough. So sometimes simply resting is so important. And like I said earlier, Take that break if you need it because when you reach burnout, it's hard to think clearly because you're usually tired, you're sleep deprived, you're food deprived, and your brain is just so overwhelmed that it's hard to think clearly and work from that place of inspiration. So girl, I hope that these reminders were uplifting. I hope this was a great episode to listen to. I hope that it encourages you for the next two weeks. And I just want to say that God's got you because he wants you to be uplifted. He wants you to feel fulfilled and satisfied, but also work hard. He doesn't really want you to be burnt out for a long period of time because he wants you to live an abundant life. Yes, we could work hard, be tired, push ourselves, but that doesn't mean we have to be burnt out, and I think God could help get us there. We just need to be uplifted and encouraged each day with His Holy Spirit and with loving people around us. So girl, have a great Tuesday, and I'll talk to you in a couple weeks. Bye-bye.